rocking with the boys of town view. We put our spin on trending topics and school news. Thought provoking, insightful, we speak the truth. We do it for all ages, not just for the youth. Uh, listen close, you might learn something. Or laugh so hard, you split your side of something. Uh, live stream a podcast. Whenever you tune in, it's sure to be a blast. Uh, let's be honest, you don't want to miss that. Content so real, you're going to want to run it back. We keep you entertained while making an impact. Want boring announcements? Well, this is not that. Uh, sports, pop, culture, political. Whatever you like, we got you covered, bro. Uh, it's a movement more than just a show. It's KSB Elmer Radio. Broadcasting live from Marvin E. Robinson School of Business and Management, Dallas, Texas. My radio station. We are KSBM Radio, the voice of Town View. Welcome everyone to KSBM Radio, the voice of Town View. I'm your host, Mo, and I'm here with... KB. And Nemo. And today we have a special guest teacher here at Town View, Mr. Brionis. Mr. Briones, so could you please give yourself a quick introduction to our audience who may not already know you? Yeah, so um, like you said, I am a teacher here. Um, I currently, I teach college readiness, business law, and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And the upcoming school year, I will be teaching sports management. So I'll be more on that on later. Pathway. Mm-hmm. All right. So Mr. Briones, how you feeling? How's your I'm day good. going so far? You ready? I'm, I'm ready. All right. Let's get straight into it then. So First things up, what would you say is your best characteristic, you know, get people to know you? And how do you think others would just describe you based on that quality? Um, I'd say I'm resilient um, mm. more than anything because I don't really take no for an answer. Okay. And I have that self-relief where I feel like if I put myself in a situation, I'm going to finish it out or I'm going to complete it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, just how I ended here, I mean, I kept bugging Rivera to so you don't my take, emails. Never take no for an answer. <laughs> yeah. Mm, that's good advice. Okay, so diving into your educational background, could you tell us about your high school years, you know, where you went, your experience there, and what you learned during those four years at high school? So I grew up in Grand Island, Nebraska. So I went to Grand Nebraska. Island Senior High, and I had a really good educational experience. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was different back then, but I was unique in where I had the same principal, elementary, middle, and high school. What? So he followed had, you? He followed me. <laughs> so I had the same principal, and I feel like schools back then were different, and then especially in a small town, teachers got to know mm-hmm. students a lot better. So they had more of that connection? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But I enjoyed my time in school. Um, it, part of that is why I decided to become a teacher was the mm-hmm. influence that it had on me. So coming out of high school, that already that seed was already planted of maybe becoming a teacher. It was, but when I went to college, I started studying finance because I grew up in a small town, and I'm like, let me go to college so I can make a lot mm-hmm. of money. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know if teachers make a lot of money. No, so that's why I decided, <laughs> that's why I, uh, decided to study finance. But I think it was my sophomore year of college. I, was internship, I had an internship at a bank with somebody who had a degree in finance, mm-hmm. and Y'all know me. You know, I just ask questions and I just talk. Yeah. So I was just talking to him and I'm like, if you could do it over again, what would you do? And he's like, he's like, well, he's like, I always wanted to be a teacher. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's crazy. Me too. And I was like, I was like, is the path you chose worth it? And he's like, he's like, no, if I could do it again, I'll switch. Really? And so he would go back. 
So I, I switched. I was like, I was like, well, I was like, I'm not gonna make the mistake you did. And I was like, you look miserable. <laughs> <laughs> That's super but, though. No, so, but it's because. So I asked them like, I would ask like, okay, and what is your day to day? Like, what do you do every day? Because mm-hmm. I wanted to know. Because I'm like, okay, that's what I say I want to do. So let me like ask him. And he's like, well, he's like, I wake up, I come here. Sometimes I got a lot of paperwork. Sometimes I don't. He's like, and I was like, that sounds horrible. Like, I was like, really that like boring. just monotony, same thing over and over. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what what surprised me was most of the conversations he had was with me. Because usually he's just in his office working. Mm-hmm. On I, was his like, own. I was like, man, like. I mean, y'all know me. Y'all know Such I love talking. Yeah, like, I want. I wanted the school like all day. <laughs> so I'm like, no, nah, I was like, I can't do that. I was like, I don't see myself doing that. And I mean, he had good money. He had like a few homes, stuff like that. Oh, but man. the fact that he said that he would redo it, and I was already considering education. So that summer, I switched. Well, I couldn't switch my degree because I wanted to be a math teacher. Mm-hmm. But they're like, if you do that, you got to restart all four years. And oh, I was like. I ain't trying to be a teacher that bad. <laughs> so I basically minored in education and finished my degree in marketing. Okay. okay. Well, going back to college a little bit, what were some of the benefits you gained from attending the University of Nebraska? We should have a Nebraska account. <laughs> Put it in the bottom corner. We used to have one. <laughs> I think the biggest thing was getting away from my family. Really? So I grew up in a small town, and I went to the University mm. of Nebraska, which was about two hours away. And building that independence was huge for me. Because mm. growing up in a small town, everyone kind of like acts knows the same, dresses the same, knows each other. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows everything about each other. So when I decided to go to uh, Lincoln, I had a cousin there. That's all I had. And he was going to the schools as well. So, I mean, I started fresh. Um, and it kind of the first month sucked because, you know, you're homeschool or you're homesick. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what the heck am I doing with my life, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But, no, like, getting that independence, meeting new people, seeing that the world is more than just your small town, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then after that, just the people I met, my professor, the person in charge of the education thing. um, The university was great. They actually helped me get into – so I students out here with Ms. Shipman. And they played a huge role in following up, calling the district, doing all the paperwork, doing all that stuff for for me. So So they had those connections. Yes. And so they had connections to Houston – so they have like a, it's almost like a pipeline where they send teachers to Houston because they, they're mm-hmm. in big, uh, huge need. And they were trying to do that here with Dallas. But what's funny was, I don't know if Shipman remembers, but there was somebody who was over me. Uh-huh. And then she just like quit. Like after the, I was here for a month, she quit and went to Irving. And then the district forgot I was here. <laughs> and it was just, it was so like chaotic. Well, I guess you can stay. <laughs> Good timing. But, no, I think just the networking, the people you meet, and the opportunities that open. Mm-hmm. But I, to me, it's worth it. To me, college is worth it, but it's up to the individual what they make out of it. Yeah, that's true because, you know, I feel like a lot of people have that ambition of going to a big college. Yeah. And for me, it's not as strong, but what I would agree with is that you get those new experiences and those connections. And speaking of experiences, mm-hmm. like, what was one of your favorite experiences of college? If you could point out one thing. If you can even say it out. <laughs> <laughs> the PG version. Oh, man. Shit, you back. put them up for this. <laughs> um, trying to filter it out. <laughs> oh, Something no. appropriate. <laughs> no, I think it's just all the friends I, I made, like, through the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, spring break and all the trips we took and just the whole college experience, like, like, when they say college is the best time, that's when I had, like, no, like, commitment to anything. Like, I was able to sleep in. I was able to do whatever, hang out with friends till like, 
as late as I could. Uh-huh. I don't even know how I did it. There's days I would have sleep and I go to work, go to school the next day. Like, if I do that now, I'm calling in for two days. Like, <laughs> I just can't do it. Uh-huh. So just the whole experience and the whole like time frame right there. Yeah, and I think for you that might have been emphasized because you came from a small town where oh, yeah. you didn't have that. I think everybody needs to experience like college in their own way. Because mm-hmm. And it depends on what college you want to go to. You may want to go to a smaller campus than a larger campus with a lot of people. But it's important to make your own memories. Yeah, Because then it makes the college experience better. Mm. If I can add one thing. So one thing about college that I feel that the reason I feel people should go is because it helps you kind of figure out more of what you want out of life and figure out who you are, too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. your independence. Because for most people, they've only lived at home. So they're kind of like shaped by their their environment, their parents, their friends, stuff like that. Until you get out of the environment, you really don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't know what your real interests are, because you might be like, "Oh, well, I like this, this, and this." Well, that's because that's all you grew up around. That's yeah. all you had access. That's all to. you had access to. So that's one thing, because I know college isn't for everyone, mm-hmm. but I recommend and I tell everyone get away from your home. And I know it sounds weird, and some parents are probably listening to like, "No, tell them <laughs> to stay home." But You're for someone to me. truly figure out who they are, they have to put that divide you know mm-hmm. i'm not saying like leave your home and never talk to them again but kind of figure out who you are yeah. what you want out of life and who you want to be out of life yeah i feel like college kind of forces you to be open to new things and to like you said look into who you are like yeah. you're put into a station where you have to realize that yeah and then mm-hmm. once you're in college you know you don't got teachers like me bugging you like do your work where you are where where have you been this or that mm-hmm. checking on your attendance like once you're in college it's up to you mm-hmm. it's basically can you do the work? Do you want to do the work? Yeah. Are you self-motivated? Stuff like that. Yeah. All right. So moving on, whenever you came out of college and you first started working as an ELO teacher, what did you learn about teaching, you know, first getting your baby steps into the education field and working with students who are English language learners for the first time? So the first thing I learned was the textbooks don't prepare you for actual situations. <laughs> the teaching textbooks? No. So I remember just in, a, in teaching, they're like, never do this never do that talk to them like this and like they're like if you reach out to them like this they're going to react like this mm-hmm. and i remember my first uh, one of the first instances i had <clears throat> was there was this girl who she was in my ELA algebra class but she spoke english uh-huh. so she had failed regular algebra three times <laughs> so they put her in ELA algebra like oh it's gonna be easier <laughs> she's gonna pass but by this time she's a senior like i mean a senior who's still a senior in algebra, in algebra? They probably don't care, you know? Uh-huh. So I had her, and I remember she was smart. Like, she would do the little homework assignments and all that, but I gave her a test, and she just stared at me, and I was like, whatever. Like, she's going to do it. I go to my desk. She comes. She turns in an empty, like, test. <laughs> and so, like, being me, I'm like, no, what the heck? So I go back, and I give her the test, and then she just throws it on the floor. I'm like, I'm not going to pick it up because y'all know me. So I go grab another <laughs> test, and I put it on her desk, and she rips it up. Really? In front of your face? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, dang, like, I was like, and testing me, (laughs) and she was testing me, and I, I knew she wanted me to just give her a zero, but Mm -hmm. that's the last thing I was gonna do. So I'm like, okay, you can take it whenever you're ready. But that was my first instance, like, okay, like, you're gonna be in situations where Mm -hmm. they they didn't teach you how to handle it. You're gonna be with students who, you you might not understand their thinking or where they're coming from, but you know, that was my first instance where I'm like, whoa, like. Like, you're not doing what I tell you to do? <laughs> Did you get any hands-on experience before you, like, finish college? Like- yeah, so um, sophomore year, you kind of shadow a few teachers. 
junior year, you start kind of teaching a little bit. So you got to do a certain amount of hours where you're in a classroom, you watch for like a month. The next month, you start teaching the class. Uh-huh. And then my internship with Shipman was kind of like hands-on. Like Shipman did the first month, and then she's like, here's what I want you to teach, go over, work on. Mm-hmm. And then that way, when I start teaching, I've already kind of ran a classroom, at least for a little bit. All right. But, so I like to talk about how, you know, the students, you know, they don't always go along by the textbook. And with that, moving on to the career and technical side, somewhere where, you know, it's more personal, more human-like where the curriculum is a lot different. So those teachers often teach essential life skills to students to prepare them for the workforce. And why do you think this could be advantageous for students instead of like typical math? I think the biggest thing for students is they want to know that what they're learning applies to real life, Yeah, that they can use those skills, which I think, I know you said like for CTE, the life skills, Mm -hmm. but I feel like any teacher can apply what they're teaching to real life stuff. Mm. Or at least if they can give an understanding of, okay, this will benefit you in the long run for this uh-huh. reason, I feel like students are, they'll, they'll learn. They'll, they'll be more engaged. They'll, they won't question you or um, question the homework and stuff mm-hmm. like that as much. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just all how it's presented and how they, they bring it up. And the assignments, too, because, I mean, you can give kids, like, essays and stuff like that, but until they actually start applying it with, like, projects or project-based learning, mm-hmm. they're not going to feel like they're getting anything out of it. I don't know about math, though. Well, and then, so one thing, okay, one thing, too, that, um, sorry, one thing, too, that I heard that I feel like is super important is I heard a comment that said students don't learn from teachers they don't like, and I think that's so true, because... That, that's true. That's so true. <laughs> that's so, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Wait, I mean... I retract that statement. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, but, like, as a student, whenever you have a teacher that, you know, you at least like or at the very least tolerate, you feel more motivated (laughs) to, like, uh, do their homework and do their assignments, but also out of respect. You're like, you know what? I like this teacher. Yeah, I'll do it because, like, I like you. Like, even if I don't like the class and I don't like the curriculum, well, I like, you know, we have some sort of a connection, so I'm more motivated to do the work and actually be engaged in the classroom. Now, see, and that comes back to that point because I mean, there's an A plus student who, if there's an A plus student who doesn't like their teacher, they become a C student overnight. <laughs> they're not gonna do the work. They're not gonna put up that effort. They're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna care. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the reality of it. That human relation. I think mm-hmm. like teaching the biggest tool as a teacher is relationship building, and mm-hmm. I think that makes the biggest difference. And that's honestly in any aspect of, like whatever career field you go, can you build relationships? Can you get people to trust you? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you're running a business, you're not going to hire somebody you don't trust or like. That's why we all like you, Mr. Rihanna. <laughs> you're so real. Like, <laughs> your advice <laughs> is, like, top tier. Okay, okay, I have another question. So we know or we found out that you're doing teaching a new course, which is sports management, next year. Could you give us an overview of what students are expecting to learn and experience in this classroom? Yeah, so more than so next year is going to be business management, but so we're kind of building it up. So sophomore year is going to be business management, and junior year we're going to focus more on sports, and then senior year is kind of where the, I think that's where it's going to really, like accumulate, accumulate. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's where students are going to get real life like shadowing experience with different organizations. Right now, me and Pouncey have talked about getting them to like set up events, right? Yeah. So we don't have sports here, but set up like an event like at like SOC, where they help plan, organize oh. a football game or a playoff game. So different experiences. The biggest thing I'm excited about, though, 
is right now we're working with um, someone named Nick. He works with the Rangers with the new business. So he's mm-hmm. the vice president of new business, and he loves giving back, and he's excited about the program. And what I'm more excited about is, so starting next year, he's going to come talk in August, mm-hmm. but he's going to send somebody every month to talk to the students from different aspects. So it could be like a salesperson. It could be somebody in marketing. Oh, and one thing okay. he wants to emphasize is sports management is more than just, you know, being an agent. Yeah. So sports management, it, it kind of, he says, like, for the Rangers' sake, he's like, people don't realize we have plumbers on staff. We have electricians on staff. Mm-hmm. He says, we have one of everything. So whatever you see in the real world, like trades and stuff, we have that on staff because it's, it's a big stadium mm-hmm. that has events all year round. So they have to, they have to keep up with maintenance. They have to mm-hmm. keep up with sales. They got to keep up with marketing promotions all that stuff because i mean it is a business people yeah. i feel like people see a sports arena or something and don't realize that yeah this is entertainment but they, they need to make money it's a yeah. business that sort of goes all year round. and like you said they have those different aspects and different fields in that one business yep and then so the biggest takeaway that i want kids when they leave here is when they're seniors i want them to have kind of like narrow down what they want to do Mm-hmm. So I want them to have experienced the sports side, and if it's for them, to know that they want to study that in college, and if it's not for them, to know that as well. But I know one thing I talked to Nick is we want to do, like, resume building, shadow opportunities, prepare them for, well, college and career readiness. Mm-hmm. So have them do, like, interview skills, mock interviews with real, like, um, Ranger employees, stuff like that. Yeah. So, so not just teachers because, yeah. I mean, I don't want, like, Y'all know that if you hear from somebody else, y'all will listen more than if you hear from your <laughs> teacher. I like that it's giving hands-on experience. Like, this is giving us hands-on experience to, like, talk to, talk in front of a camera with lighting and production. Mm-hmm. And, like, each cluster or pathway has their own kind of way to show experience. But I think this pathway is going to show way more, like, give more experience to them. And I feel like it's going to become, like, the popular path. Yeah. Because, like, if people are like, oh, I can get out of school and, like, go to events. No, no, so no, cool. they're not supposed to learn that. But, like, be for real. Like, they're going to be like, I can get out of school. But like, let's say also, like, they'll probably find a love for what, like, they're going into. They'll be like, oh, I came out, like, I came into this to, like, try to get out of school. But then, like, now, like, I'm actually liking what I'm doing. Like, because mm-hmm. sometimes life, like, it gives you interest unexpectedly, you know? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Well, so my buddy that got me in contact with them and all that, he's mm-hmm. a salesman for the Rangers. And he loves his job. Like, he has a passion for baseball. And, I mean, he puts in crazy hours. But that's how you know he loves it because he never complains about it. He does it willingly, yeah. like, on his own. And that's that's ultimately what well, I hope, like, each one of y'all finds is a career where it's not, like, a 9-to-5. Where it's, like, you don't mind working extra or you're passionate about it. Or it's a career where you put in the extra hours because you know it's going to pay off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see the dividends of it. Yeah. And so with that sports management going back, I like how you said that. These students are going to get the experience to learn if they like it. But even if they don't, they're going to get skills that can carry over into a field that they do like. So like you said with the interview skills, I think that's one of the most important things you can start building in high school because you're going to be doing that for the rest of your life whenever you're trying to get a career. So even, like you said, if sports management isn't for them, they still can take away something into the future. And communication and people skills are probably, like, the most important thing you can take away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you have those, no matter what field you go into, they will pay dividends in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always say this, too, like, people don't hire people they don't like. (laughs) So if you can't sell someone on yourself in a 30 to an hour uh, interview, you probably not going to get the job. And I feel like I've told you all this before, but I say if you got an interview, that means you qualify for the job. Now it's up to you during the interview to sell them on 
that you're the right fit. Mm-hmm. Basically, get them to like you. So with the sports management course and, you know, now you have your uh, somewhat of a vision, who would you recommend to join the program? Um, I think it's like the the nice thing is being in high school. I say anyone who is even like slightly interested in sports or in that just to figure out. Yeah. in marketing too, just figure out if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So right now, the, the beauty of this school is, for example, y'all are in social media marketing. Yeah. By this point, you either know if you want to continue in marketing or if you don't. Mm hmm. But you haven't put any. Well, you have the experience. You got the experience, but you have it hasn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. But going true. into college, you can narrow it down more. Mm-hmm. And now, when you're actually paying for your school, you have a better sense of what you actually want. Mm-hmm. So I say, if you're even thinking about it, do it and figure out if it's for you. And if it's not, you have the option to change it in college, and you don't lose anything. Yeah. That. And speaking of changing, I, you, you know, you had said earlier that you had talked to the finance guy and you changed to being a teacher. Since then, has there been any point in time where you're like, I did not want to be a teacher, and you like, <laughs> did something else? <laughs> no, so no. So I told Shipman, I was like, I don't know if she remembers this when I first met her. I was like, I want to teach for three years, and if three years, if I don't like teaching, I'm a dip. Because <laughs> my degree is initially in marketing, so, so I'm like, if I don't like it, like, I'm gone. Yeah. But every, I've liked it more and more every year, so, I mean, I decided to get my master's in education, so I see myself in it for the long run. But, I mean, all it takes is one bad encounter for me to be like, <laughs> You haven't had a bad encounter? Any close calls? No, I, no I mean, I've had some, <laughs> some bad encounters with students, but I don't, I don't blame the students for it. It's just, I guess, so far I haven't been overwhelmed or I haven't felt like this isn't where I'm supposed to be yet. Mm-hmm. You picked a good yet. school. And <laughs> so, um. All right, so I, I'm going to backtrack a little with the sports management. I like how you brought up project-based learning. How do you plan to, like, uh, so really order the curriculum in sports management? Is it going to be people going out all the time? or like Not all the time, but yeah. that, it comes back to what I was saying with like trying to plan events, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to plan or trying to just figure out like how like a concession place operates at an event. Yeah. How, like all the in and outs of a football game, mm-hmm. who you need to have on staff, who needs to be there. Like just the production side of like like football games, mm-hmm. like how many employees you need, just just so they can get a sense of all the moving parts. Yeah. So it might be starting with something small where, like, hey, guys, y'all are in charge of running a concession stand today. And it can be like, hey, guys, y'all are going to shadow the production team for Dallas ISD. Or you might work with the athletics department and planning this trip out, and you're just more observing what they do and what they actually do day to day. So that's more what I mean is just them actually seeing it. Seeing, like, the how the individual pieces build up and yeah. accumulate how to become. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's the biggest thing because even, like, with the radio show, you know, I probably see other people do it, but until you like actually walk through everything from the planning, the scripts, mm-hmm. the production, you don't get a full sense of it. Yeah, and with that management aspect, I feel like that'll help them again in a lot of different fields. Because whenever you learn what it takes to manage and organize someone and be a leader, I feel like that gives you a lot of good experience. And then, so you hit it right on the head. And a lot of people don't know that they're leaders until they're put in a situation where they have to lead. Mm -hmm. So with that right there, I mean, you're right. Like, some of them might be in a situation. And I also, my little sister is, like, the biggest leader. Because she's like, if no one's doing nothing, she's going to step up. She's like, we got to get this done. Uh So there's a lot of people like that who just need an opportunity. Our director, (laughs) co-director. I, I try to do what I can do. Nah, she's just bossy. Mm-hmm. BFFR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bossy. 
Anyway. Everyone needs a little push. So do you have some goals set out for the near future in this department, in this new curriculum? Yeah, so um, next year is more just actually building the curriculum, mm -hmm. building it up, and kind of like having a game plan for the next three years, um, and kind of building that cohort. So these first group of freshmen, um, so there's a few organizations I'm talking to right now where I'm trying to get it worked out where they'll kind of sponsor them for, like, you know, ACT, SAT, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So my goal for – so right now it's only eight students that I'm going to have. My goal is to get them all a full ride when they graduate. Wow. So that's my goal right now, and that's what I'm working on. And the nice thing is I get them sophomore, junior, and senior year. Yes. So, I can, so I can keep up with them. And then the plus side, the last two years doing college readiness, I know what they're supposed to be working on. Mm -hmm. So since I have them, it makes – it's a huge – it's a huge advantage for them and for me as well. What so about this? You got room for one more? I want a full ride. <laughs> you could have been working <laughs> on that. Teamwork, please, please, please. <laughs> All right, but then. I have a question. So oh, go ahead, Kimmy. When it comes to your work environment, do you prefer working independently or collaborating with others? Because I know some teachers like to do their own thing and some like to. So it's kind of, it's a weird mix. So I like working independently because I like, like there's certain times where I'm like, let me just knock this out and I can just focus, get it done. But I like being around people. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't mind working in a team, but I don't like having to depend. Like, like for example, right now, um, I'm I'm still taking classes, and we're doing the group project. And so they assign a leader, and the leader's supposed to reach out. Yeah. Well, the assignments due Monday. They haven't reached out, and I'm like, you know, I need to get started on this. Like, I have plans this weekend. Like, hurry up. Like, so stuff like that kind of irritates me. But that's why it's so weird because I prefer to work independently. But I like being around people. Mm -hmm. So I'm that person that will distract you from your work just because I got mine done early. Yeah, I can relate to that because sometimes it's like um, if, you need to, if you need to get something done right, you got to do it yourself. And that's when I like independently. But I also relate to wanting to be around the team. Because, you know, it's also motivating whenever you have people working towards a shared goal. Yeah, no, I agree. It depends for me. Sometimes if I'm in a certain group, <laughs> I'd rather be by myself. It depends on how important it is. If it's super important, I got to do it myself because I'll distract myself with other people. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of other people, with the school, do you have any plans for the school in general moving forward? Like anything you want to give out there? Yeah, besides sports. Yeah. Um, okay, so right now, so I'll finish my master's May 19th. And Ooh. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm excited <laughs> for it. Um. Right now, just working towards, so I see myself, and I want to be uh, an education leadership, um, but just whenever that plays out, just right now, I'm just getting experience and kind of building, um, just making sure that when I get in that position, I know how schools operate, I know mm -hmm. how the district operates, and most importantly, I know the right people. So you want to take Mr. Pouncey's job? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that why we're here? No, um, never. I'm not going to take Pouncey's job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see you as a principal one day. Thank you. We'll see. Do you want to be a principal? That's that's my goal. Um, I feel like I can make a difference in a school, in a school environment, and I don't know that that's. But it's one of those things that you never know till you find out. Mm -hmm. I might get a shot to be a principal, and I might be absolutely horrible. But <laughs> it's never one of those know. Things, you never know. But that's one of those things I'm. Would you give it, like, three years? You're like, three years, and if I don't like it, I'm not. <laughs> at, that, at that point, I've invested too much in education where it has to work out. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, one of our uh, nerd teachers here, Mr. Lindsay, he teaches uh, English language art, and he talked he about... He cut his hair, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, like, he cut his hair, and I'm, like, shook over it. That, too. But he <laughs> he was also, um, he's a teacher now, but he said that he took time to, he was an interim principal, mm-hmm. because they had lost their principal, and he stepped up, and he talked about how it was just so much more responsibility. And I think that's something that people can learn from a management course, like sports management, the responsibility that it takes to operate an organization no matter how big or small it is no yeah no you're you're 100 right mm-hmm. uh so what was the most challenging achievement you've accomplished in your career and what steps did you take to overcome it man um what's your most proud of my most proud one like top three that took that was a challenge that you had. i think i think just getting my bachelor's mm-hmm. um just because so no one in my family had gone to college um and then I didn't even know, like, in my high school, I didn't even know there was all these resources available for help. So I was kind of just winging it. So, like, for example, I did my financial aid in July, and school started in August. <laughs> and then I still didn't have the right mindset in school. So mm-hmm. I remember my first year, I actually failed out, and I lost financial aid and everything. Really? And it's, it's kind of crazy because, like, I mean, that was no. a huge wake-up call where I'm like, oh, this isn't a game. This isn't, like, yeah. high school. But I had no one to tell me that at the time. So I went through... And then I had to pay for my classes, so I was, like, working and um, paying. And, like, I finally got my GPA high enough where they're like, all right, we'll give you financial aid. But mm-hmm. it was, like, l- kind of like the last straw. If I failed, then i lose it again. Mm-hmm. But from then, I mean, that kind of woke me up. But that was challenging because when I moved to Lincoln, I had to work to pay my rent. I had to work to, like, feed myself and all that stuff. And all that, it was just, it was just a lot of different obstacles all at once. Mm-hmm. And coming from, I say, a, like a good household with both parents and kind of like, I never really had any big issues, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm out here in this town alone. My parents don't know that I'm struggling. I'm out here barely passing my classes, like <laughs> working full-time and a full-time student. Um, trying to still have the college experience going out, doing all that stuff where I'm like, and I don't know, it was just a lot, but I made it through. Yeah. And one thing I learned from that was like, dang, no matter how rough it gets, like, like you got to keep on pushing. You got to keep on pushing. And it also helped me. Like one thing I learned was also not to run or avoid responsibility. Like that's just part of life. And the reason I say that is because I had like, I met people in college who, you know, they had like better grades. They were doing better. They had a full ride, this and mm-hmm. that. But when it came to, like, commitment and responsibility, they kind of shied away. And now, if you look at where they're at and where I'm at, a lot of them didn't get past certain stages in life. A lot of them actually took a step back because they didn't want that responsibility. Yeah. It helps you grow as a person, too. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. So I think if I can give you advice is don't shy away from commitment or responsibility. Mm-hmm. No matter how overwhelming it is, it's just work is part of life, you know? That's you true. have to find yeah. that balance. Yeah. I definitely agree with that because, like, going in college, like you said earlier, it helps you become more independent. And within that, you have to hold yourself accountable to, like, getting things done because in college, no one's there for you, like, telling you, hey, you got to do this, go to class, keep your grades up. And you said, like, keep working through tough situations. So how do you see the, like, traditional classroom model evolving in the future? The classroom model, I think it's going to be a lot more project-based learning. And with, like, SEL, social-emotional learning, there's going to be a huge emphasis on um, just, like, project-based learning, tying mm-hmm. it to real life, teaching students how to handle, like, tough situations, not just with, like, work itself, but, like, stress, um, like, mental health, stuff like that. So I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a big push for that. I think there is a big push since the pandemic for that. Oh, yeah. I just think, like, schools weren't ready to catch up with it at that time. 
but I think there's going to be, like, just, it's going to be added into curriculum. Yeah, I think that human aspect of teaching is really being personal, and even in our school careers, we've seen it change. Like, at first, if you can look, think back to middle school and how your education yeah. is now, we're already starting to see the changes, even, like, in the classes that we have now. It's a lot more, you know, hum- about that human connection. Yeah, and with changes of, like, in the classroom, so does, like, how the students operate. So how do you see teachers changing their teaching methods to accommodate for their the new type of students? Well, I think, like Mario said, it's all relationship building. It's all culture building. Um, does the student feel safe in your class? If not, because realistically, like, once you leave college, one thing they're seeing in the workforce now is people are leaving jobs, and it could be people will leave a high-paying job to go to a lower-paying one if they feel valued, if they feel heard, if they feel like their opinions mm-hmm. are valued and seen. So, I mean, it's the same thing. I feel like that's going to carry over because schools should be preparing you for the real world. Yep. So we should be kind of having that same environment in the classroom. So I think that it's just going to be, I don't want to say schools kind of reflect on the community, mm-hmm. but it should, be in the, uh, it should be that way. So I think it's the same thing where schools are going to be more, you know, like students are going to be heard, students are at least heard and seen and given advice or given like support or help. Mm-hmm. And then that way, when y'all go to the career, you know what to expect. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, you talking about the sports management course, I'm a little jealous, not going to lie. <laughs> like, this is something yes. that I would have really like. I want a full ride, man. <laughs> I like baseball. Like, I like the range. Like, come on. This would have been perfect for me. I was like, I'm no sports like that, but, like, I'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're about to wrap this up, but I have one more question. What is... Uh, some advice that you would give either high school students or like your seniors that are about to leave going out into the world or just like life advice don't be scared to take risks like take those chances so just like for example moving to Dallas in my mindset the way I thought of it was like well I grew like if I fail I can always go back Mm -hmm. so uh, don't be scared to take chances don't be uh, scared of commitment or avoiding responsibility it's just it's basically when you come to terms with, like, okay, this is part of life, and then you can start growing. And then so my pastor actually made a comment that has stuck with me where he says, you might quit learning, but you never stop growing. Mm-hmm. But the difference is if you're learning, you're growing your career, your friendships, your, your relationships. But if you're not learning, if you're not putting good stuff, like good material into your mind, he says you're growing bitter, you're growing angry. That's where you mm-hmm. kind of see those people where if they're not learning, if they're not growing, they're growing in a negative way. So mm-hmm. those people that leave school and they don't apply themselves, they avoid responsibility or commitment, and they're like, dang, I'm stuck in the same way. Oh, school is pointless. I'm not going nowhere in life. Yeah. Or I wasted my time with this. But what's happening is they're, they're, they're not holding themselves accountable. So instead of being like, oh, I'm where I'm at because of the decisions I made, they're stuck and they feel they become bitter towards other people. They start seeing their friends who are doing better. Mm-hmm. And they start victimizing themselves. Oh, he did this because of his parents. Oh, he did this because of this. Yeah. So to me, it's just never stop learning. So no matter how high you get or wherever you get, never stop learning. Um, because if you stop, you're still going to keep growing. But it's just, do you want to grow the right way. fruitful or do you want to grow bitter? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Briones, for, you know, thank you so much. for your time, giving us this new information about sports management and everything else in between. And life advice. Great yeah. life advice. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to KSBM Radio, the voice of Townview. Make sure to check us out on all our other social media platforms right here below. Check us out on there for more content. It's been Mo. KB. Nemo. Oh, and Mr. Briones. Yes. All right. Thank you. See you guys.
broadcasting live from Marvin E. Robinson School of Business and Management, Dallas, Texas. My radio station. We are KSBM Radio, the voice of Townview. 